It's not going to snow. It's snow showers. It's not going to be bad. Amen. Did I pray? Did I pray? Let us pray. Ah, most holy and all wise Father, it's once more and again that your children have gathered here to hear a word from you. Lord God, I ask you just to anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet so that everything that is said and everything that is done will be for your honor, your glory, and your praise. And faith, Lord, I ask you just to take over and speak through your child. In the name of Jesus, my soul says amen. I ask you to turn back in your Bibles. We already read it in the liturgical reading, but we're going to read it again because this is where God has us for our sermon this morning. The Gospel of John, the first chapter, we're going to read verse 43 through 51. The Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John is the fourth chapter, I mean fourth book in the New Testament. Amen. The Gospel of John, the first chapter, we're going to read verses 43 through 51. You have it. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. I only heard one person, so I'm going to give you a minute. Okay. Close it tight. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip told Nathaniel, uh, found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of, of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly I tell you, you will see the heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, had just been baptized by John the Baptist two days prior to this. And immediately after he was baptized, he started to live out those words that he said when he was 12 years old, I must be about my father's business. You say, Pastor, why do you say he started to live out those words? Because as soon as he was baptized, he immediately started to choose the disciples that were going to learn, that were going to walk, and that were going to minister along with him. 
If you look a little further back in John, the first chapter, we didn't go all the way back. You'll see where he had already called the two disciples. He had called Peter and Andrew. But in our text this morning, we see that God, uh, Jesus is saying, I'm not going to waste any time on, on not doing what God wants me to do because I don't have any time to waste. You got to realize my brothers and sisters in Christ that Jesus is 30 years old now. And he is only going to live to be 33 and a half because that's how old he was when he was crucified. So he knew the work that God had called him to do. And he knew that he only had a certain amount of time to do it. So as soon as his public ministry was announced by John the Baptist, he went to work. Mm -hmm. And in our scripture text, you see where it says the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Okay. And it says finding Peter, I mean, Philip, thank you, Lord. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Now, brothers and sisters in Christ, I want you to notice that when Jesus told Philip to follow him, he did not go into any detail as to what following him was all about. I, I find that amazing. I also find amazing that Jesus did not even identify who it was, who he was. So when I think about that and I think about that Jesus called him and said, follow me, that he's telling Philip, what I want you to do is I want you to leave the known in your life and I want you to travel down the road of unknown. Uh -huh. now, now, when someone would ask you to, to go somewhere when you're in a comfortable place and so on and so forth and they give you no particulars, you're, and normally you're a little skeptical. Yeah, you're a little skeptical about what it is this person is asking you to do. So when I was doing the sermon, I, I, I thought, I said, Lord, what was it about you that would cause this man and, and Andrew and Peter uh, the day before? What would cause them just to leave everything they had and just to start following you, especially when they did not know what following you was going to be all about? You understand? So the only thing that God gave to me when I asked that question, it was the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' life. You remember when, when Jesus was baptized and he came up out of the water and scripture said the heavens opened and the Spirit of God descended upon him. You remember that last week we talked about that? Okay, so the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit was in Jesus and the Holy Spirit was on Jesus, and it was the Holy Spirit that was drawing these men to Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the same thing that happens today. That is the same thing that God is doing with each and every one of you in here today. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that will bring thoughts to your mind and, and make you feel like maybe I need to do this, that, or the other. It is the Holy Spirit that will draw you. I want you to understand, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that none of the uh, disciples of Jesus ever decided to follow Jesus because they just wanted to do it. Amen. None of them decided, I'm going to go start following this man. What happened was each and every disciple of Jesus was handpicked by him. 
Each and every disciple of Jesus was handpicked by him. And God wants you to know this morning that the same thing applies to you. That the same way that God handpicked Philip and, and Peter and all of them is the same way that God has especially, thank you, Lord, a special touch on your life. And he is calling you this morning. You say, Pastor, how do you know that? Turn in your Bibles. Those of you who are visitors, I'm a teaching pastor, okay? Turn in your Bibles to John, the 15th chapter, the 16th verse. You say, Pastor, how do you know that God has a call on my life? How do you know that God is calling me in the same way that Philip and, and Andrew and Peter were called by Jesus? John 15, verse 16 only. When you have it, say, speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Notice this. If it's your Bible, you can highlight it. If you're taking notes, write it down. Notice what it says. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to do what? To go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you have got to get this from your head to your heart. You have not been saved because one day you chose Jesus. You have been saved because God has chosen you. And all along, he's been working on your life and putting you in situations and putting people in your path and, and all this other kind of stuff as he's drawing you. He's drawing you to him. And God wants you to know that he has such a value on you that he has chosen you to be one of his disciples. But notice the reason that he chose you. Notice what it says here. God says, I chose you so that you would go and bear fruit. I chose you because I see inside of you that you are pregnant with possibilities. If you notice in the bulletin, that's the title of the sermon this morning, pregnant with possibilities. So when God starts moving in your life, you know that he starts moving because he knows the potential that you have inside of you. And he's trying to draw that potential out of you. God says, I have chosen you so that you go and bear fruit. The title or the, the mantra for our year, our fiscal year, is time to give birth. Yes. It's time to give birth. Okay, pregnant with possibilities. It's time to bear fruit. God is saying that the fruit that he has placed inside of you, it is time for you to birth that fruit in the earth realm. To not always walk around talking about what you should do or what you could do or whatever, but to start walking in the path that God has ordained for you to walk. Amen. He says, I have birthed you into the kingdom so that you would go and bear fruit. But he said, I don't want that fruit that's not going to last. Do you understand? I'm not talking about where bringing people in the kingdom that, that they'll, they'll be excited for God one day and the next day, they, they, you know, they're not giving God a second thought. 
He says, I want you to bear fruit, but I want you to bear fruit that is going to last into eternal life. That when they give their life to Christ, that they're giving their life from their heart and it will last for an eternity. Then I want you to notice in your Bible the word then. I wish it was your Bible. You could circle it. You could highlight it. But you notice the word then? Mm -hmm. It says, then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Amen. Amen. Do you see the connection? Yes. Do you, what's the connection? Yeah. What, is the, what is the connection? You have to do something. The connection is when you start to bear fruit for Almighty God, then you can ask God what you need in your ministry in order to bring more fruit. People take that one verse out by itself and they walk around and talk about, uh, uh, if you ask anything in my name, the Father will give it to you. But God has a qualifier on here. He's not just saying that you can just go out here and arbitrarily ask God for anything because when you give your life to Christ, God gives you a different mindset. And you don't want the same old things that you used to want. You understand what I'm saying? So God says, I have anointed you. I've anointed you, Don. I've anointed you, uh, 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 Adrian. I've anointed you, uh, uh, Lady Don. And I have anointed you and I have chosen you. You did not choose me. I chose you. And if God chose you, listen to this. It is his responsibility to work out in you what he wants. You get that? It is God's responsibility. Of course, it's our responsibility to respond. But it's God's responsibility to work it out. Amen. Do you understand? That's how you know that no matter these songs and cliches, but Jesus will work it out. You know, Jesus, will, he'll, he'll work it out. Whatever it is in your life, you have that assurance that he will work it out because he's the one who chose you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know if that gives you anything to praise him for, but it definitely gives me something to praise God for. Okay, okay. So let's look back at our text in John. In John, the first chapter, 45th verse. It says that as soon as Philip found, uh, started following Jesus, what was the first thing he did? What was the first thing he did? He went and found Nathaniel. What is he doing? He's starting to give birth. He is starting to operate in that potential that God saw inside of him. He did not wait. As soon as he found Jesus, he was so excited. Look what it says in verse 45. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Now, I got to clarify something because there may be some people in here that are not biblically uh, 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 sound or whatever. I don't know what the word is. But when it talks about Jesus being the son of Joseph, that is not negating the virgin birth. It is saying that Jesus was uh, Joseph's adoptive son. Mm -hmm. Jesus was uh, Joseph's legal Jesus. Joseph was Jesus' legal father in this earth realm. But he was not, he did not birth him because we know that Jesus is the son. So that's why it's put like that because Jesus 
was Joseph's adopted son. Okay, so you got that straight in your head. Don't allow Satan to come and put some lie in your head. Okay, it says one thing you got to notice about Philip. It says, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law. What does that show you? That shows you that he knew the word. He knew the word. That shows you that God had been moving in his life. Allah, he says, we found the one that the prophets preached about. That means that he had been in synagogue. He had been in temple. He had been under studying under the word. He knew the word of God enough so that when it came time to look for the Messiah, he knew what to look for. Amen. Amen. Now I'm say that again. He knew the word of God enough that when it came time to look for the Messiah, he knew what it was to look for. Amen. You got to know the word enough yourself. And you, even when you don't totally understand it, then you get to the place that you know the word enough to be able to say that Jesus fulfills the, the criteria to be called the son of almighty God. Look what it says here. It says, Philip was so excited that he ran and he told Nathaniel. And when he goes and he tells Nathaniel, the first thing Nathaniel does is what? You got to be kidding. You, you say you have found the one that Moses wrote about and you found the one, the prophets. You say he, Jesus of Nazareth. What does he say? Can anything good Come out of Nazareth. What is God showing you? God is showing you here when you when you try and tell people about Jesus, a lot of times they're going to come up with some preconceived ideas. They're going to come up with some preconceived ideas about God. They're going to come up with some preconceived about uh, uh, Jesus. They're going to come up with some preconceived idea with all different religions and so forth. And they're going to want to argue with you about who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to, what? you got to be kidding. Jesus of Nazareth, can anything, do you know what Nazareth, Nazareth was like the the slums. I, I, I hate to put it that way. But that you nobody of any prestige ever lived in Nazareth. Nazareth was like, you could call a hillbilly town. You know, you didn't expect to see any educated people or any people of any kind of worth coming out of Nazareth. Okay, and that just shows you, brothers and sisters, that no matter where it is that you come from, no matter what your background is, don't allow anybody to have any preconceived ideas about who you are and what you can do and what you can't do. Amen. You understand? Amen. Don't allow anybody, oh, no, she doesn't have this education. She doesn't have that uh, 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 degree after her name. She doesn't have this amount of uh, wealth. Uh, she's not the right race. She's not the right uh, uh, color. She's not, you know, whatever. God said, don't allow anybody's preconceived ideas of who you are to hinder you from doing what God has called you to do because Amen. God has chosen you and he has chosen you because you are pregnant with possibilities. Amen. He sees inside of you, Denzel, a potential and he says, I see something in you that I can work with. I see something in you where I can shape you and I can mold you and I can make you into the man. I can make you into the father. I can make you into the potential husband that I would have you to be. Amen. I see a potential inside of you. 
And brothers and sisters in Christ, you have got to know that if God sees a potential inside of you, there's got to be a potential. You cannot be worthless. You cannot be of no account. You cannot be what anybody ever tries to make you be because God sees a potential inside of you. So Nathaniel wants to argue. Can anything good? Are you kidding? He wants to argue. What does Philip do? Philip does what you should do when you're telling people about Jesus. You don't allow an argument to ensue. You don't allow. God has not sent you to convince anybody, to change anybody's mind, because that is not your job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Your job is to tell them the truth. Their job is to deal with it between them and God. What does, uh, what does Philip say when he says, can anything good? Philip says, come and see. I'm not going to try and convince you. Come on. Come and see. Come and see what we're like here at Redeeming Love. Come and see about this Jesus. that we're... Try him for yourself. Amen. Try him for yourself. Live according to his word the way he wants you to live. Forgive him. Say, okay, Lord, I'll give you six months. I'll live the way you say for me to live and all this other kind of stuff. And, Lord, if I can see you moving in my life, if I can see serving you makes a difference in my life, then I'm going to be willing to be a sellout just for you. Try him. Try him for yourself. Because my faith is not going to save you. Okay, I can only tell you about Jesus. It's only the Holy Spirit's job. So it says, any rate, come and see. Now, our Lord, I love, you know, I love Jesus. And, you know, I am a teacher, blah, blah, blah. So Jesus sees, <laughs> Jesus sees Nathaniel coming. Okay, him and Philip coming. And Jesus says, oh, look, an Israelite indeed. I'm quoting out the King James Version because that's the way I learned it. A Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. In the NIV, it says there's no deceit. Look at him. This is man, truly a man of Israel. And he has no deceit inside of him. But Nathaniel says to him, how is it you know me? We've never met before. How is it that you know? When Jesus saw Nathaniel, he looked straight into his heart. When Jesus, get this from your head to your heart. When Jesus saw Nathaniel, he looked straight into his heart. When Jesus sees you, he looks straight into your heart. He could say about uh, Nathaniel, an uh, Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. What does he see inside of your heart when he sees you? Can he say there is, this is a, a Christian indeed, or, or this is a, <clears throat> a man after my own heart? Because there is no deceit in him. What you see is what you get. God doesn't want you to be deceitful. God doesn't want you to be deceitful. Because he said, if you, are, thank you, Lord, if you can be deceitful with other people, you can try and be deceitful with me. God wants you to be up front. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he says, how do you know me? Jesus is now showing the omniscient power of Almighty God. 
The word omniscient means all-knowing. That God knows everything. He knows the front, the back, the inside, the crooked, whatever. He knows it all. So he's showing the omniscient power of God that operated in his life. And he said to him, before you even, Philip even came and got you, I often wonder about this. <laughs> he said, I saw you under the fig tree. What in the sand hill was Philip doing under that fig tree? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it doesn't say, I saw you under the fig tree. Okay, and, and, and Philip says what he said that, oh my goodness, you are really uh, the, uh, 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 the son of God. You are the king of Israel. What, it, what was it about him being under that fig tree that convicted him so fast that he acknowledged who it was that Jesus was? I don't know, but whatever it was, it was enough for him to know that it, Jesus had to be God because it was only God could who have who could have seen what he was doing? It was only God who could see what he was. It's only God who can see what you're doing in the dark, in the night of uh, and all this. It's only God who can see. I can't say what you're doing. It's only what God can see. And Jesus is saying to him, you think that there's nothing that good can come out of Nazareth? I'm letting you know something good can come out of Nazareth. Because that's where I'm from. Let people know something good can come from wherever you came from. Because that's where I'm from. You know, hold that head up high and let people, uh-uh. You got to understand, I know who I am. And I know whose I am. And because I know who I am and whose I am, I can't, nobody is ever going to make me feel like a second-class citizen. I remember when I first went into the ministry and uh, I had to go before the board and they said to me, um, it was all men, and they said, um, how will you feel with, when uh, male pastors refu refuse to allow you in their pulpit because you're a woman? And the Lord just, you know how God does with me. I immediately told him, I feel sorry for them. They said, what do you mean you feel sorry for them? I said, because they never would have gotten to know what God could do through me. Amen. You understand? Amen. If they would refuse to accept me, they would never get to know what God would do in and through me. It would be their loss. It would not be mine. You've got to know who you are and whose you are. Jesus is saying to Nathaniel, yeah, something good can come out of Nazareth because that's where I'm, I'm from. Amen. So Philip responds and he says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus says to him, you believe simply because I saw you under that fig tree? Remember a sermon we did a couple, six months ago about the three different kinds of faith? Yeah. Remember we did the th sermon on th strong faith? Yeah. Uh, um, I, I can't remember the other two, but one was weak faith. And Jesus is saying to Nathaniel now, your faith is, being, is based simply on head knowledge right now. Your faith is going to have to grow and it's going to have to increase because the day is going to come when you think that was something that I saw you under the fig tree, he says, the day is going to come when you see the heavens open and you're going to see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of God. What are you going to do with that? And when I thought about that, there may be a Bible scholar in here 
that can remember a time that God spoke to a man that uh, the heavens opened and he saw the angels ascending and descending. Does anybody remember real fast? I'm not going to beat you up. Does anybody remember? Where's my grace? Okay, she's not in here. Okay. Okay. Do you remember grace? When the heavens were open and, pardon me? Jacob's lettuce. Amen. It was when Jacob wrestled with God and there was a ladder from heaven from earth to heaven and the angels were ascending and descending and remember remember that's when God changed Jacob's name from Jacob to what that was when God changed Jacob's name from Jacob to what I, I think you said it did you say it Desi that was when God changed Jacob's name from Jacob to what Israel amen Israel amen Amen. We got Ed back there. We got some Bible scholars in here. My brother Jay right here. Amen. So, amen. 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 So you all know. Oh, okay. You give everybody the press. Amen. The collaborator. But at any rate, Jesus may have, I, I kind of imagine him having a smile on his face when he said that. And Jesus may have been alluding to when Joseph, I mean, Jacob saw the ladder and the angel, angels going to and fro. But in my spirit, I believe that Jesus was referring to the millennial realm when he would actually reign here on this earth. And it would be a common everyday sight for the angels in heaven to be descending on earth and going back to heaven, back and forth with instructions and so forth from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. You believe me because you saw me under a fig tree? I saw you under a fig tree? You haven't seen anything yet. That's what God is saying to you this morning. You're pregnant with possibilities. Grow in those possibilities. Nathaniel came to the revelation, wisdom, and knowledge. He gave birth to the truth of God's word. He gave birth to the fact that Jesus was rabbi, which means teacher. Okay, that Jesus would be his teacher. He gave birth to the idea that Jesus was not just another man that walked on this earth, but that he was the son of the living God, that he was God in the flesh. And uh, Nathan, thank you, Lord, Nathaniel gave birth to the idea that Jesus is and was the king of Israel. Amen and amen. So God tells you this morning, you're pregnant with possibilities. He's showing you how it is that you can go out here and minister to other people. But always remember, okay, that it is God that is going to do the drawing. The only thing you have to do is to plant the seed. Jesus is here this morning, okay? He sees you this morning, and he wants you to know that he has a special calling on your life. Amen, amen. and amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord God, most people in here don't know this because so many are not in our, our Tuesday night prayer meeting. But the title, Pregnant with Possibilities, came in our prayer meeting when Katrina was talking about redeeming love and how redeeming love, love was pregnant with possibilities. Amen. And Lord, you had told me Amen. a couple days later that this was what you wanted me to deliver to these people to let them know 
that we are pregnant with possibilities, Amen. that we can be used by God. But first of all, we've got to yield ourselves to yes. you. Lord, we love you. We bless you and exalt you. All heads bowed, all eyes closed, the music on. If there is anyone here this morning, I ask you now just to take a couple minutes and talk to the Lord for yourself. You know if you know Jesus in the parting of your sins. Go ahead. Turn it down just a little bit. Do it for me, Lord. God said you are pregnant with possibilities. He wants to use you. If you don't do it, that's the truth, y'all. God wants to make a change inside of your heart. Sometimes I get this when I say like this, I say, Thank you, Jesus. Lord, fix me. Fix me, Lord. Only God can do it. There may be some things in your life, but you've got to be willing to let God do it. You've got to stop allowing fear to grip you. You've got to start, stop saying, what if this happened or what if that happens? Sometimes you just simply got to trust. You know what I mean? You know that's my, my thing, trust in the Lord, right? Y'all know that. God said, so whatever your situation is, whatever your life is, trust him. He'll save you. He'll cleanse you up. He'll take away the, the habits and so forth that you have. He'll give you a brand new nature in him. He'll give you his nature. You'll have the nature of Almighty God because you'll be a child of Almighty God. Is there anyone here this morning that does not know my Jesus in the parting of their sins? You can raise your hand and if you're willing to give God your heart. You're willing to say, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord God, I'm asking you to come into my heart. Is there one this morning? Is there one that you want to turn from your old way of life and turn to Jesus? Amen. Okay. Amen and amen. Let's just sing the rest of this song. Lord, do it for me. Do it for me. Lord, if you don't do it, it won't be done. What is it you need from God? If God doesn't do it, it's not going to be done. If God doesn't save you, you're not going to be saved. Do you understand? There's salvation in no other name but in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen.
If you need God to do something, just wave your hand. If you need God to do something, just wave your hand. So, Lord, I need you. Amen. It just won't be done. Yes, we love you, Lord. Thank you, Gregory. He helped me with the music today. I praise God. And now may the peace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now, henceforth, and forevermore, world without end. Amen. Greet each other with a holy hug. Don't forget to greet our visitors. Please let them know how we're so glad to have them out with us this morning. Amen? Amen. Darn, she is beyond words. Isn't she gorgeous? Of course, I know. that's a dumb question to ask you. I had her in, in the office. You can give her back to me. Is that what you call it? That used to be Tubby's nickname when he was little, because he was rosy, rosy. Oh, yes, his nickname was Peachy. Is huh? Isn't she beautiful? Isn't she gorgeous? Yeah. Isn't she? She is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Uh, thank you, Chris. Hey, Chris, I'm Dawn. Dawn. Chris, I'm Dawn. 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 Oh, what I wanted to share with you is uh, the reason Von down and, uh, did, yeah. you, did you talk to them? No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, sent me, David sent me a text. I'm going to greet this oh. guy when he comes out. Okay. But no, 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 come on. And he told me that uh, Monet had died. Yeah, she passed away on Monday evening. So who found her? Was she in her room? Well, when it had, I was upstairs in my room watching TV. Bob come running upstairs and they say, Mo, downstairs in the basement, hollering for help, saying she need help. So I immediately grabbed my phone. I dialed 911. I want to thank you so much. I hope you were blessed. Thank you. Thank you. And prayerfully, you'll come back again. Thank you. Okay, when you come back again, you'll think about it. Or will you come back? I will come back. God bless you. All right. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
come around the back way because it's easy access because when we live at a thousand stuff, you know, yeah, we got yeah. So they, that's what they did. They came around the back and got them. So, uh, Nobody knows how I guess they were. Did they pronounce her dead there? Or did she no, go to the hospital? No, she was responsible for when they were taken out. Uh, I guess she must have passed away when she got in the ambulance. Wow. And then uh, police came to the house and stuff, and they wanted to search the building, which we would allow them to get into the house. I didn't know nothing. I did all I could do. You know what I mean? It broke my heart. She was hard-headed, you know, but she, she, she took care of us real well. Did, you know, did they did. find anything when they searched no. her? No. I think, what I think, I think, you know, I shouldn't be assuming that, but what I think, she might, might have just uh, took too much of that medication for that back in the pain. Yeah. You know, I, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So what will happen now? Uh, she told one of the tenants that's there with me now that she did. You know, it kind of, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. I'm thinking to myself, is she possibly, is it possible you could probably see the death coming or something? Yeah, I believe it. Because uh, uh, a guy that's standing there with me at the house now told, told me that uh, no told him, told him that she had paid the rent out of the month. We paid a car bill and everything. And that's why I asked you that. Yeah. She was seeing something coming. coming in. Uh, so y'all have another month. He has to at least end of this month. And this month was paid up. I've been praying since you're beautiful. I've been praying. I prayed for you this morning. I said, Lord, let me come in before the new year is too long. So anyway, how's that thing? Oh, Favorite. 
Two. 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 And that was the Davis Street, so they had to pay for that, right? They're not going to pay you? If they fall on your phone, then you have to go to your homeowner's Who said that? Homeowner's insurance. Oh! <laughs> wow, Tree fell on her house. And they won't they will help you? They, she trying to, but she didn't really. She probably don't have anything either. Yeah. What? Did, she, did he broke something? Like a few, few uh -huh. He broke she broke something? Yeah, she, she rented her own. She owns it, but she really doesn't. Oh, okay. She just owns it. Yeah. 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 I praise God. Yes, I yeah. amen. Amen. Yeah. I praise home? God. Yeah, I was sitting in the living room when that thing fell. Wow. I am myself. Oh, that wasn't good. <laughs> Could you feel it? Did it dry the house? Wow. I'm so glad you weren't hurt. Me too. I'm like a little bit more. I'm going to in there with me. <laughs> See how God does? Yeah. Pushy. You're making me feel like I'm Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're making me feel like a hypocrite. I'm smiling at Joe Peter's face, talking about everything is so wonderful, and God is doing And you're making me feel like a hypocrite. And you promised me for the school year, I mean, the year. I don't want to make you feel that way. And that's, I know I'm doing it, but, um, it's just, come on, it's just, You're afraid, that's what what I'm afraid too, is that, yeah, it's just this amazing thing that God is doing with her with prayers. That's what I'm So, it's like, so what? So that's just another excuse. It's been eight years. Yes, no, it's another excuse. It's like she's just starting a new job, you know. God is doing all this with her prayer. She's leaving. So what does that have to do with you telling her mother? That God is doing all So you're saying, no. It's been eight years. It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And it's going to happen that when it happens, it's going to happen in such a cruel way that it will devastate it will devastate her and it will make her think all these years that he didn't have enough faith in me or, whatever, or didn't love me enough to tell me the truth. Because it's going to happen. Whether it's fucking, I mean, somebody already tried to do it before and you denied it. And now she's living with your brother. Do you think that, I don't know what you're thinking. The child's not going to disappear. You know, that's what you keep telling me. And you know, I, I, you don't know how many times I have said And you know how many times I wanted to, I just started to say her as Uchi, uh, Uchi told me he had something to share with you. Has he shared with you? And so many times I started to say that. And I feel like, you know, 
it's it, it's going to come out of my mouth before it's, and you don't want it to come out that way. And you told me, you told Everybody likes it, but see, there oh. had to be somebody to get it. I didn't say I didn't like it, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Close that door, because that air is cold coming mm -hmm. through there. Um, you know, sharing, you say sharing with them out of fear. Now, I think you were sharing with them to try to make yourself feel better. I, I think you, yes, I think you were sharing with them to try to get some comfort from them or some whatever. What was the point of sharing with them? They couldn't do anything about it. What was the point? Support for you. Support for you. What about her? Do you know how they came to me? I didn't even know that they knew. They came to me. They said, Pastor, we need to do an intervention. Because they felt so bad for for Jodina. You put them in the same position you put me in. It's, we need to have the intervention. What do we need to do? Call them all together, whatever. You know, it, you put a burden on them that you didn't have to. And you did to share, make yourself better, better for yourself. Um, you, you lay a burden in you, I know you weren't, but you put a burden like that on somebody, and then you don't do anything about it. How do you think that makes them feel when they're talking to Jovina and say, oh, the Lord is just blessing you and looking up, and all the time they know this terrible secret. There should be one on the table there. Close it door. There's no more over there. Okay, I'm making up a new one with the new names and stuff. So I, it'll be coming soon. Your daughter said she was going to be sending a flyer with you, did she? Okay. I need to, I need to know. Tyrone, can you come here a minute? So is your sister going to try and help you find another yeah, yes, place? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, well, I went and talked to this guy uh, yesterday, you know what I mean? You know, she told me to get his number back. So yeah, we're working on it. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty, I, you know, like you said, ask God, you know. Oh, definitely. So is uh, there, um, there's not anybody, like her daughter can't, because Tyra, what's his face, told me she had three houses. Uh, David told me she had three houses, but she was an independent. So, is there anybody like her daughter to take it over, or? Well, that's what I was. I was. I was kind of thinking that too. Her daughter, uh, 
opportunity, but I, I ain't got to remember them find out the other guy that's at the house we're going to talk, be talking to her. So, um, who, is she the one that bought food for you all and all that kind of stuff? No, we, you yeah, buy we, your own food. We, we, we give out independence card. She's doing shop for everybody. Okay. But you know, I got my independence card and everything, so I mean, and food and stuff like that okay. won't be a problem. Okay, and my good. sister, my sister always look out for me. Anyway, okay, so good, good. That, that, that part. You know, okay, so good. I'm praying, I'm praying on that. Please. Because, uh, yeah. And I was hoping that all of y'all could be Still, uh, you got the text that I sent showing, okay. Um, Vondell and Albert are at their sister's house, right? At, at their daughter's house, yeah. Their daughter's house. Right. Okay, mm -hmm. whose daughter? Uh, I think they had uh, Pops, Pops, uh, Albert, Mr. Albert. Okay, okay, okay. Miss Vanessa. So do they live, uh, does she live close? Or do you know where she yes, lives? That's, that's, no, they, she lives pretty good ways. Okay. So, do you know what they're going to do? No, I don't. I was hoping that maybe y'all could all still be together, you know, yeah, well, somewhere close. But we'll see what God is going to do with all of this. Yes, that's what I said. That's all yeah. you need to wait and see what God Okay, do. okay. All right, I don't want to keep you because I know they're waiting for you. Yes, all right, love. But I'm praying. Thank I'm you. praying. Thank you. All right. We always end our sessions like this. No. Yes, we do. We always end our sessions yeah. like this. No. It, it, it's always. It's going to be over. I don't want the words to come out. You know how I like with a, sometimes things just come out. It's going to be over. I can't afford to punish you like that. No, you can't. No. Okay. I love you. I love you more. Okay. I want that dress that uh, Grace has on. Uh -huh. I, I would really like to have an adult lady. Where did she get that? Do you know? Her mama bought it. God bless you, sweetie. <laughs> My brother's complaining. You let them cut all your hair. But the book, I didn't know she was going to cut it this short. I really didn't. But it'll, it'll, it'll grow back. Okay, so. Looks good on you. It was so good having you with us this morning. Okay, do you live anywhere? I live down the road. He lives down the street. From here? Yes. What street? <laughs> I live off of, I live in um, Montrose Manor Apartments. Where? Montrose Manor Apartments, right off of, on Frederick Road. Okay, well, I'm going to have to come and get you. Yeah, you can do get them. Do you have a car? Yes. Well, I need you to start coming. Have you given your life to Christ? No, you haven't. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, so that's something, you know, you have to pray about, and you've got to do it for yourself. So, but you come to church and hear about the word, and we have Bible study on Wednesday and Bible study on Saturday, you know, so uh, anytime. It's on the back of the bulletin. Yeah, on the back of the bulletin. So just come at any time, okay? And I know my baby's going to start coming back now because you got an example to, right? Come on over here so I can get a hug. This is my lady die. Mm. I love you. I love you too. Okay, she is just absolutely beautiful. Just like you. She look like him. I don't know. Well, you can't tell yet with all that beard. She, she looks like you him. You think she looks like him? She I have to look at it a little bit more. But y'all go ahead. You got my baby all covered up. Okay, thank you so much, Denzel. No problem. Because I love it when the fathers are here. You know what I mean? That means a lot. 
You know, you don't just plant a seed and, and I'm getting ready to preach. <laughs> just be responsible, right? Yes, ma'am. All righty. Mm. Lord, 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 Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Everybody gone. Everybody gone. Everybody gone. Everybody gone. Everybody gone. The ba- <laughs> I love my babies. You hear my babies up here playing? I want you to send that to me so I can post it on. on I, what? You know I gotta encourage my babies. You know I gotta encourage my babies. Uh huh. 